0: Welcome to the weekly message from Rhema Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. Dear Heavenly Father, we're just so grateful for the opportunity to open your word together. And even though we're in physically different places, we are gathered together together in the name of Jesus around this table. And we thank you for the word that you have for us. And before we get into that word, we want to take opportunity to thank you again today for this nation. And last week, I loved that prayer that you inspired uh, Andy to pray for. Australia, the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. That's what you call it, and that's what we call it. And with our mouth and with our heart and believing, we know that you are doing something in this country. You're moving on the people. You're moving on different situations. And it is this movement that we are a part of, that we want to be a part of and contribute to and not be distracted by whatever else would try to pull us away from it. But we believe that God is doing something great in Australia and this is the Great Southland of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for churches all over Queensland today. We thank you for the presence of the Lord Jesus that cannot be excluded, cannot be uh, done away with. We thank you that wherever we're gathered in your name there you are in the midst of us. We acknowledge your presence here. We acknowledge your presence in living rooms, in kitchens and wherever people are meeting and watching. We're just so thankful you are here. We celebrate your presence in Jesus precious name and we listen to what you have to say. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, uh, I want to tell you a, a story that happened that really, really is, was interesting to me. Uh, One day I was over at my daughter and son-in-law's house, Mitch and Anna, and um, I was having, going to have supper with them, and so my daughter had come home from work, Mitch had come home from work, and it was their first opportunity to be together after, uh, you know, doing different things that day. So we sat down at the table, and I asked them, you know, how their days went, and and Anna just started telling about her, uh, her ride to work that morning, and as she was driving into work, she said that she had um, a real urgency to pray for her husband, pray for Mitch, and pray for his safety, and so um, she said it was so strong that she couldn't ignore it, and she had to just immediately, while she was just driving along, just pray and pray and pray, and she did until there seemed to be a peace come, and so uh, then Mitch said, well, let me tell you what happened, and there was an incident of a an accident that he was able to assist with and all that. But then he got to telling about uh, a work experience that had happened that day. And um, he was called in. My hus- uh, my uh, son-in-law is um, a Sparky. And he was called in to work at a company uh, to fix uh, their electrical board. And it was like a, a serious board, a three-phase He's told me what it is, and I can't remember what it is. A three-phase something. But it had serious voltage, and he had pictures of the different squares and all that uh, housed different voltage, high voltage. And and so he was to to tend to something that was wrong with the board and a shortage in that board. And so um, the company that he was working for uh, didn't want to turn off the electricity because they didn't want to interrupt the work process for the day, so he was going to have to be working on a live board. Wow! So uh, there's protocol that you have to do if you're going to be working on a live board, and none of these things I was ever familiar with. This is all. This was all really interesting to me. So of course he had to. He had to call the owner of the business and notify them of the risk. Uh, everybody there in the building, he had to notify them of the risk. He had to um, notify the, the um, fire department and the police. He had to have a fire blanket uh, already out of the package and laid out in case if there was something that had an accident that happened and he told his apprentice that he was he instructed him on what he was to do if something terrible like that happened that he was to put the blanket from his head to his feet rather than his feet to his head to bring the fire down and away from his head and then there was uh, you know the first day Kit was open, and different things were open beside him. And then um, his clothing—he had to have something down to his wrist, and gloves up to the shoulder, and um, and then he had to wear a special collar with a cable on it, so that if something happened, that the apprentice could jerk him and uh, and break him away from that live current. It sounded horrible. So he he got he did it everything according to protocol for working on a live board. And he was just about to begin his his work and something on the inside just was like, No, don't. And and uh my son in law is is, you know, he's he's not afraid. He's he does he does all kind of different things, you know, that requires courage. So this was not just a thing of being afraid. And he had worked on, um, on live wires before. It wasn't that he was inexperienced in that and didn't know how to do that. But this time something was different. And when he just, I can't do it. Then he decided to, um, to go through the protocol again and look at everything and make sure everything was in place. And he went to work on the board the second time, and again, on the inside, don't do it. And so the second time he went through everything and looked and went back to the board the third time, and again, so strong, don't do it. Well, he told his apprentice, he said, we're just not going to do this. We're just going to have to tell uh, the person who has hired us for this job. We can't do this. We'll have to come back. You can turn the, the electricity off, but we're not working on this today. He said, I keep thinking about my wife. He said, I'm married and I keep thinking about my wife. Well, that story for me that night really impacted me because... I love that they listened. I li- They listened. I um, I told Anna, I said, these are the kind of things that you don't want to wish you would have listened. You want to be thankful. And the thought could come, well, nothing happened. No, praise God. Nothing did. But the point is, as they followed the instruction on the inside. So important. I want us to look at a, a, a portion of scripture in John the 10th chapter. In verse 3 to 5. And it says this. The, gate pe- uh, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. And the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they don't know his voice. I'm going to read this again. It's a powerful scripture. and read it to you in another translation. It says this, But the true shepherd walks right up to the gate, and because the gatekeeper knows who he is, he opens the gate to let him in. And the sheep recognize the voice of the true shepherd, for he calls his own by name. He calls his own by name and leads them out, for they belong to him. And when he has brought out all his sheep, he walks ahead of them and they follow him, for they are familiar with his voice." But they will run away from strangers and never follow them because they know it's the voice of a stranger. Uh, Last week, I loved the the message that Andy brought. And actually, Tony and I were thinking about how blessed our church is. We're just so thankful for our pastors. And um, we get an opportunity to sit and listen when... um, Jeff or Nina Speechley minister or or, uh, Jenny minister, Jenny Edison ministers. And last week, uh, Andrew and Kinsey will be back. And I'm just so thankful that we have such wonderful and quality word that you can always know you're going to hear. And last week, I was just so blessed in the ministry of the word with, with Andrew and the fact uh, that was really highlighted about our name and how that our name gives such identity and it is a part of our identity. And um, when I read this verse of scripture, actually last week when I was sitting and listening, this verse of scripture came to mind that he knows our name. He knows our name. It's one thing for your parents to know your name and your friends and your family to know your name, your workplace to know your name, but God knows your name. And this verse of scripture says, the good shepherd knows your name and he calls you out by your name. I love that. And he, he the good shepherd does uh, a couple things he calls us by name, and he leads us. And then it says something that we do. It says that we follow him because we know his voice. Today, we want to talk about this. I can hear God. That's what we want to call this today. I can hear. I can hear God. I was thinking about the kind of person who hears god and sometimes it can it can be the kind of a person in our thought in our thought process that uh, that person is just a real spiritual person a real spiro or uh, you know just the person who hears god is relegated to you know certain church people or whatever no Today we're going to see if you're a sheep, you hear his voice. If you're one of his, you hear his voice. It's not just for some sheep; it's for all sheep, and we can hear his voice. Another thing is that they do know, they do know his voice, and how is it that they come to know his voice? How is it that some people seem to just so easily identify the voice of God and then it seems for others that it's a bit like, am I hearing him? Is, it, is that him? Is that me? Is that pizza? <laughs> what is that? But how is it that we can know God? Well, the first thing that we want to just again Highlight is that if you hear His Word, if you're reading His Word, He talks like His Word. I'm not talking about King James thous and Woodedston, and and, and um, ha, you know all the other thine and all all those thous and all that. I'm not talking about just King James English. I'm talking about there's something about the tone of the way God talks in his word that when he does, it begins to set um, a recognition in your own heart. He talks like his word. And so he's not going to talk different from his word. If, if he speaks to you, it will not contradict the word. If you don't know the word, and there are strangers' voices that are coming, and strangers' voices are coming every single day. But if you don't know the word, you don't have a point of reference to measure it by. You don't have a true pitch to gauge if something is a bit off. And so reading his word, hearing his word, Speaking his word, singing his word, automatically, even if you're not realizing it, what is happening when you do, you are setting your heart and developing a recognition of his voice when he wants to lead you. And it will also help you to recognize if something is a stranger. Um, I remember watching, um, garden, kindergarten cop it was with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was he was the teacher. He was a, a detective, but he was uh, he had to do uh, one of his one of his uh, what would you call it projects. He had a case. It was a case that he was doing, and he, he had to be with kindergarten kids. And I remember when the bad guy came and the little kids had been taught by the kindergarten cop to point at a stranger and say, stranger, stranger. And so, yeah, I think it would be wonderful if the people of God would be able to recognize a voice that is not from God and say, stranger, stranger. (laughs) If something is going on in their head... It seems like it's true, but it's not. They're able to point their finger and say, stranger, stranger, something that's saying something, you know, what happened to, to my brother-in-law, Snow, Snow Peabody. Those words that were spoken about him, well, the way that it was looking, that was not the voice of the good shepherd. And so they didn't have to take it as truth of the way that it was going to be they knew that that report could change because that report did not come from the good shepherd and they know the voice of the good shepherd i'm talking about my sister and her family our family together we said no no we're not having that because we know the voice of the good shepherd and another voice we will not follow. so if you go in your Bible to Romans the eighth chapter and verse fourteen, the way God talks primarily to his children is through our heart. and uh, what I love about this, um, Tony's been talking about. Uh, body, soul, and spirit, or actually reversal spirit, because we are a spirit, we have a soul, and live in a body. And, um, and then Mark Hankins was here before, and this particular, um, this particular truth was really highlighted as of, of who we are as a human. We are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a body. And so these are things that we've just been hearing about recently. But how is it that God talks to us? Uh, He's talked to people many different ways in the Bible, but the primary way that he talks to us as his children, and in these days when there's a lot of racket going on, when there's a lot of things and distraction going on, how is he going to talk to you? And he talks to your heart, primarily. He talks to your heart. He bears witness with your spirit that you're his child, but it is his spirit to our spirit that he primarily communicates with. In in, uh, Romans 8, 14, it says, The mature children of God are those who are led and guided by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the New King James would say in a translation that you are more familiar with is the, the, that the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And that is true. But the children of God in this particular verse of Scripture in the Greek, that word children is actually denotes a mature child. A mature child is one who is led by his spirit. And this translation actually says it that way. It actually uses the Greek uh, meaning of this word, word children. And it is the mature children of God are those who are led and guided by the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. As he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. So the Holy Spirit witnesses one of the most important things you'll ever hear. And that is that you belong to God and that you are loved by God. Why is that so important on a weekend like this. Why is that so important? I mean, there's so many things that we could talk about, but why is that important? If you can hear his voice, he can lead you in any season of your personal life. He can lead you in any situation in community life. He can lead you in any stage of national life or international uh, drama. If you can hear his voice, he can lead you. And if he can lead you, he leads you into light. He never leads you into dark. The steps of the righteous are like the light of dawn that go brighter and brighter. Even if things around you are dark, your steps get lighter and lighter. And as you walk in the light, you're able to be a light and a blessing to other people. Be a light and a blessing to your, to your family and to your community and to your friends and the people that you work with. You cannot give them light if you're walking in darkness. I mean, I'm talking about darkness in in your thoughts, or if you're walking in darkness of the way that you feel. He's always going to lead you into light. That's why it's important. Anytime, anytime when things start shaking around you, there is something on the inside that will keep telling you you belong to God and you're loved by God. What those two things do that you belong to God? Romans 8 at the end of this chapter says if God is for you who can be against you? It just calms you down so that whatever you do you do purposefully but you don't do in a panic. You don't react in fear because not only does he tell you that you belong to him and that he's for you, but he tells you he loves you. And what does perfect fear or perfect love do to fear? Turns it out of doors. It casts it out. I tell you, it is impossible to be in fear about the present or the future if you know that God is for you and that God loves you. Sometimes your mind begs for more. I got to know more. I got to know go, And you know what? The Holy Spirit will help us to come to know what we need to know. But this is core to your identity. You belong to God, and he loves you. So right now, in your living room or wherever you are, I'd just like you just to say that. Say, I belong to God, and my Father loves me. Say this, my Father knows me by name, and I know him. And I know his word. And I know his voice. If you know his word, you can know his voice. I like this. It says, mature children. Mature children are those who are led by the spirit of God. Does it mean that babies in Christ can't be led by the spirit of God? No. Every child can be led by the spirit of God. What this means is that it is a sign of growing in God when you quit being led by other things. <laughs> there's always going to be influences, there's always going to be other voices in your life, there's always going to be feelings that uh, are around you that it try to influence your thinking and your feeling, your believing but a mature child of God or a child that is growing in God begins to be less and less and less influenced by anything other than him <laughs> that's where we're going so a mature child of God is one who yeah what you'll see them with whatever it is that they're doing, and they're not being jerked around by this, that, or the other. Because they're being influenced not from external uh, winds or influences. They're being led and guided by the Holy Spirit. I thought as an example... um, if you put up this first picture of Pinocchio, you guys all know the story of Pinocchio. And um, you know, at first, Geppetto, made, he just he didn't have a boy. He wanted a boy, and he wanted to. Uh, he wanted it, something that he could love, and so he made this little puppet. And he got a certain amount of joy out of the puppet with strings. Do the one with the strings first if you can. And the puppet uh, with strings, you know, if there was going to be any movement to the hands, it happened uh, with Geppetto pulling on the strings. And if there was going to be any walking, it was going to be as Geppetto pulled on the appropriate strings to get the little Pinocchio puppet to move his, his legs. And there was so much joy at first in making that little puppet move, but there came a time when there was not so much joy for Geppetto. With this puppet with strings, he wanted a real boy. He wanted a live boy, something that was live. You remember that. As far as God is concerned, and this is a a really, really simple illustration, Uh, a really weak illustration uh, comparing the heart of God for us and the heart of Geppetto to, to Pinocchio. But what we do want to see is this. God never meant for us to be a puppet on a string. Never meant for us to just be forced by him to do anything. But neither does he want us to be a puppet on a string to anybody else if God himself doesn't want us to be a puppet to him, he surely doesn't want you to be a puppet to anything else. So what did he do? When we got born again, he gave us a new heart, a heart that is alive to him. Your heart is alive to God. And when God wants to... To communicate his love to you, it is always going to be through your heart. Is it going to be exclusively? No. He's going to demonstrate his love to you through what you see in nature. Yeah. It can demonstrate his love to you. He he demonstrates his love through through things that people can say. Or that things that people can do. He demonstrates his love to you in many, many different ways. But what if those things aren't there? What if, what if the nice words aren't there on a day? What if you're in a, in a location that makes you feel um, trapped or isolated? What happens then? Are you cut off from the love of God? No. No, because the primary way that he communicates his love to you is from his heart to your heart. When you got born again, you got a new heart. And that is the main way that he talks to you. God also talks through prophecy. I mean, I love prophecy. I just went back and listened to some, uh, a prophecy that was uh, given to me, something that uh, Brother Hagin ministered many, many years ago. It's it very precious to me. That word of prophecy, he, he can talk to you in a dream. He can talk to you through other spectacular ways, uh, amazing ways. He has done it in the Bible, many different ways. Um, I remember, I remember uh, in, back in my single days, there was a, a guy who told me that he had heard from God that I was to be his, his wife, and that he saw my face in the clouds, and so I <laughs> thought, wow. And that was Tony. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it wasn't Tony. <laughs> it was absolutely not Tony. So, but it didn't, it, when he was telling me, I thought, I don't know what you saw in the clouds, but it was not my face. And even if it was not my face, you are not going to be my husband. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know you, nor do I even want to. So, Tony came at a completely different approach. He didn't blame his love for me on God. He didn't tell me that God told him anything. He just said, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And I like that. And that, that was right and good in my heart, yeah. So people can get led astray and think, well, they saw something in the clouds or they heard something in the wind or they saw something on the ocean or whatever. It can or maybe not be because sometimes if we're just depending on that external uh, confirmation or uh, telling or we don't know anything unless it comes to us externally, you can get really, really confused. And it also completely ignores the fact that the whole work and the point of the work of the Lord Jesus in his redemption was so that God doesn't just live in heaven. He also lives in your heart by the Holy Spirit. So yes, God talks to us in all of these ways and he gives, he does in circumstances, different kind of circumstances provide a confirmation. And he also uses the favor upon our life to be a way that he, he gives direction and leading. But our dependency is not on those um, external things. If they come, good. But if they don't come, also good. Because his Holy Spirit lives in our heart now, and he leads us, and he guides us. He tries to help us if we'll just listen. Tony gave uh, a point when he was talking about spirit, soul, and body, and about about our spirit, and what helps our spirit. And That feeding the word is essential. It helps your spirit be strong. And again, this again goes back to the word. Feeding our spirit causes our spirit to be strong. But as we've already said uh, today, feeding your spirit uh, pitches your attention and your hearing to be able to identify the way that God talks and when God talks to you. Praise the Lord. Go to Isaiah the 50th chapter in verse 4 to 9, and it says, The Master, who is God, has given me a well taught tongue, so I know how to encourage tired people. Oh, I love that. He wakes me up in the morning, wakes me up, opens my ears to listen as one ready to take orders. The master, God, opened my ears and I didn't go back to sleep. I didn't pull the covers back over my head. (laughs) I love that. The New King James Bible and the the New Living Translation will say it this way. "He he, um, He wakes me morning by morning. In other words, every day you can expect to hear from him. Every day, every day, you can expect to hear that you belong to him. You can expect to hear that he loves you. So you you get into your day fearless. You get into your day with more confidence that that God is for you. Every day he ministers to you. Every day he tells you what you need to know. If you listen to him, and I like how this scripture says, He opened my ears. The Hebrew for that word opened is, He digged out my ears. So, ears that have been plugged with um, other people's words, other people's influences, He's able to dig those, dig that junk out of your ears. I was watching on, I was watching on, uh, one of the shows about, I think it was the dirtiest, one of the dirtiest jobs in the world, something along that line it's called. And the the episode that I happened to watch was about cleaning out people's ears. And there are people who in India, that's what they do. They clean people's ears out. And it showed the interesting things that come out of people's ears. It's just there was part of it I just I couldn't even really watch. It was just pretty awful. <laughs> but I think I think what would come out of our ears spiritually could even be more scary. The scripture says he cleans out my ears. He digged them out. He opens my ears so I can hear. Not so influenced by the noise of even things that are happening, you don't want the noise around to be greater than the voice on the inside. Because the voice on the inside will lead you always in triumph. So, yeah. Every day, every day, and I'm going to sing a little song here that Keith Moore wrote a long time ago it's one of those pocket songs that'll just help you to remember what we talked about today about having a new heart since Jesus saved my soul we used to in church say when somebody got saved that God saved their soul actually he recreated their spirit but I love that Jesus saved your soul did Jesus save your soul aren't you thankful to be born again let me just encourage you today one of the greatest ways for you to develop a sensitivity to his voice on the inside is to respond to it yes feed it yes read the word but when he talks to you Don't ignore it. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge what he's saying to you. He's going to be leading you today. He's going to be leading you tomorrow. He's going to be leading you the next day. Because he's going to be talking to you every single day. He knows your name. But you can know his voice. Just as much as he knows you, you can know him. And if you miss it in a day, and I have, he's going to be talking to you the next day. You never have to think he's going to just scrub this off. He's tired of me. I've, I've turned back. I've, I've not listened to him. I've resisted him. I've done what he's not told me to do. He's going to be talking again. Know that. Why? Because he loves you. He's your father. He has claimed you. So here, let me just sing this little song. I've got a new heart since Jesus saved my soul. And you do too, if you've been born again. I've got a new heart He washed and made me whole Now He leads me and He guides me By the Spirit placed inside me I've got a new heart Since Jesus saved my soul i've got a new heart since jesus saved my soul i've got a new heart he washed and made me whole now he leads me and he guides me by the spirit inside me I've got a new heart Since Jesus saved my soul Sing it with me. I've got a new heart Since Jesus saved my soul Yes, I do. I've got a new heart He washed and made me whole So thankful that He leads me and He guides me. By the Spirit placed inside me, I've got a new heart since Jesus saved my soul. Now He leads, now He leads me and He guides me. By the Spirit placed inside me, I've got a new heart. Since Jesus saved my soul, Hallelujah! In these funky times that are very interesting and odd, and sometimes you don't know what is going to be um, restricted and and Uh, regulated from day to day or when you think you do then you're surprised I just believe the Lord wanted us to hear something really simple today he loves you you belong to him and he leads you you can count on that your family can count on that do we know everything no we don't but we know him. He knows you, but you know him. You are his sheep, and you know his voice, and another voice you won't follow. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your precious word today. I thank you, Father, for in your word, we see how you've made a way for people to know you and to hear you and all they have to be is is one of your sheep and they can have a new heart and they can have a new life they can become a part of your fold your sheepfold simply by coming to the good shepherd i'm going to pray a prayer and if you've never Ask Jesus to come into your heart, then you're not in that fold yet. But He wants you to come in and He's inviting you to come in today. You don't want to be in these days without a shepherd. You don't want. You don't want to be wondering what's going to be happening and wandering around and in fear. The sheep that are following his voice are stable and strong and healthy and well-provided for. Pray this prayer after me if you want to be in his sheepfold and come to know him as Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, pray this after me. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you for sending Jesus. And he laid down his life for me. And took punishment as a result of my sin. Jesus, thank you for dying in my place and for my sin. I believe that you were raised from the dead. And I accept you as my Lord today. Come into my life. Lead me and guide me. In Jesus' precious name amen and he leads me and he guides me by the spirit placed inside me I've got a new heart since Jesus saved my soul you know what if you prayed that prayer you have a new heart hallelujah we're so glad you joined with us today God bless you. Have a great week. And we look forward to seeing you again online and in person as well. God bless you. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at bramer.org.au.